Welcome to our Agile Tales, where we share the various successes and trials we've encountered as we navigate corporate levels and political waters to transform the business to be adaptable to this forever changing world. Today, we're starting a new discussion focusing on Agile in sales. We're excited to bring in a special guest who pioneered the practice of Agile sales, Marina Alex. Marina is an accomplished sales executive, an entrepreneur, management consultant, and an Agile coach. Marina's extensive sales background gives her a unique understanding of how business works, allowing her to uniquely solve complex cultural and business problems. Marina is the author of Sway, Sales with Agile, which helps many sales teams across the world today. Let's welcome Marina as we bring her on to explore Agile in sales. Hi, Marina. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on to our podcast, Our Agile Tales. Hi, everybody. And hi, everybody who loves change and don't afraid to change anything. For them, a special hi today. Yay. So today, we're actually going to talk about Agile sales. But before we start, we'd like to know a little bit about your background, Marina. Hope you don't mind. For sure. I'm salesperson and I worked in sales more than 10 years before agile career. I love sales. I'm salesperson. At the same time, I'm lucky because uh, about seven years ago, I've met agile and it was IT company, small organization. And that's why I know about sales and I know about agile. That's why it's, it's good mix, you know. Very good. Now, I believe you used to be a VP in the bank. So what made you move to the tech world and then to the startup scene? And then when did you become sales? This is a very good question. I was a head of sales department. I had more than 100 people under me and I was very successful as a salesperson. My life was perfect. I had a great bonuses, but you know, one day I realized that it was boring. Everything is simple. You know, I was pretty successful, but I was invited as a leader of sales in one IT company. It was a small company, about 50 people, developers. They used Scrum. They were very flat organization. Unfortunately, but maybe not, I didn't know what does it mean Agile and, and Scrum in the beginning. That's why I told them, yes, sure, let's do it. When I came to them, I found completely different structure, culture, people, everything, and type of communication as well. To be honest, it was very, very difficult because I had my personal transformation. I was a star. I was a great manager. And I came to them and they had a lot of sticky notes. They talked with each other. They were very strange people. By the way, they were developers, okay? And for me, for salesperson, it was something unusual. I decided, okay, I will teach them. And I will explain them who is main boss in the room. <laughs> you know what? One day they invited me to a very strange meeting. They called it retrospective. And I didn't know what does it mean retrospective. They told me, you know what? You're great, Marina. Thank you very much. You're helping us to sell. But you know what? It's difficult to work with you. We need a leader. We don't need a boss. Nobody wants to, to have a boss. To be honest, first of all, I was shocked that someone decided to give me feedback. My takeaway is that 
executives, they're not ready for feedback sometimes. It could be very painful for ego. This is my first takeaway. The second takeaway was, to be honest, I didn't know what it meant to be a leader. I knew what it meant to be a good manager because last 100 years, everybody teach us how to be a good manager, but nobody explained what it meant to be a leader. But my ego was so big and I couldn't say them that, sorry guys, I don't know what it meant to be a leader. And I just decided to Google it at night. And I realized that it's something completely different. After that, I came to them and I told them, look, guys, I have no idea what you're doing here in your retrospectives, in your daily backlog and all this stuff, but I would love to learn. And it was two years, my personal transformation. After that, I realized that Agile is the best thing ever, which should have happened with all sales around the world because it's special culture, it's special mindset. And sales, they need to have this mindset. This is my short story, maybe long. <laughs> wow. I love it, especially how you actually went on a personal transformation first and then your own realization about being a manager versus being a leader. Now, I am actually curious, why did you think Agile will work with sales? I mean, all the Agile training is for IT and engineering. I mean, yeah, all right. And seven years ago, I, I was in Russia and everything, all workshops about Scrum and Kanban, they were in English and I didn't speak English at all. And I didn't understand uh, IT language because IT language and business language, it's completely, it's Chinese and Russian probably, okay? But I'm happy to have this experience because now I can be translator between sales and IT people in my career. To come back to your question, for me, Agile, it's mindset it's culture of organization where everybody make customer first. This is main idea. When you have customer first, you create teams around and you try to deliver a value for your customers. For sure, salespeople should think like this. But sometimes what I see around the world, and now I work with executives and with many companies, I see the same problem. Developers and IT department, they really care about uh, customers. Salespeople, they care about money only. And this is a huge problem because they promise too much. They try to sell and forget about everything. And then developers or product department thinking, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with that? And sometimes they say, sorry, we couldn't deliver that. And customers are unhappy. And it's like cycle. I believe that my mission is to change this cycle, to change this process and change mindset around all sales around the world. I hope <laughs> I will do it. Yay. I am so glad that at least somebody is taking on the charge. Now, I want to get into specifics here. So Agile stresses cross-functional teams. So what does cross-functional teams actually mean in sales? I mean, who are all the people in the cross-functional team? Let me tell you the last example. It is American TV company, TV shopping. And because of Agile, we create extra $17 million in this year, in 2021, just because of this mindset and structure, uh, cross-functional structure. Let me explain. Before I came to them, they had different departments. They had planners, buyers, hosts, 
salespeople, producers in IT and marketing. Between departments, they had silos. They didn't have good communication. Each department, they had different KPIs and different probably understanding of customers. And it took a lot of time to make decisions. But the main idea right now, from idea to results, it should be several days sometimes, okay? But in this case, from idea to results, it took years sometimes, months. And they found me in Washington in Business Agility Conference, and they told me, look, we need you. When I came, I told them, look, on the one hand, Agile, it's about mindset, it's culture of organization. But to make this happen, we need to change structure of organization. We have to change report system and create cross-functional teams. What we did, we created cross-functional teams. We had 12 shows per two hours each, 24 hours per day. And we create cross-functional teams where we had social media, salespeople, production, IT, data people, and we create common goals. We create common retrospectives, and it was extremely great results because they were like a startups. And in classic organization, we always try to create cross-functional teams with marketing and sales because they hate each other, unfortunately, but at the same time, they have the same goal. That's why first step we do when uh, the company, like some companies, they're not ready to create cross-functional teams and change whole organization. It's like revolution. We need evolution. That's why I always say, okay, let's create a cross-functional team with marketing and sales. We will have not exactly cross-functional team, but we will help people be like one team with one vision and support to each other. Let me dive just... Yep. Deep into that a little bit. You talk about changing the reporting structure. Sure. Can yep. you perhaps elaborate some more what you mean by that? Yeah. For example, imagine that we have a cross-functional team and we invited one person from sales department, one person from marketing department. They have their own managers and bosses, right? They report to different people. But when you create cross-functional team, you create one leader in uh, we, we use Sway uh, system sales with Agile system. It's Adept Scrum for sales. In our system, we have business owner. It's like leader of a project or leader of the team. Now, imagine a situation that 10 people will report to different people around the organization. That's why they need to report one person. But who it will be if we have IT person, sales, marketing, uh, buyer, who will be the main boss? That's why it's when you apply agile in sales, you should be ready that it's huge changes for organization because it's about money and all executives, they pay a lot of attention when you touch money. And who will be a boss of such teams? That's why, yes, we change the structure of organization, report, different report. Awesome. That sounds like a very interesting change. Let's talk a little bit more about money. Most people know that sales is driven by quotas and sales bonuses. And when you mentioned Sway, sales with Agile, 
the first thing that you mentioned is you don't mess around with individual bonuses at the beginning of a transformation, but then you add team bonuses to drive the transition. So at some point in the transition, would individual quotas and bonuses go away? Or do you still have sales quotas in agile sales? This is a very good question because it depends on the company, but I would say in the beginning, never take away individual bonuses from sales. They will just eat you, okay? I always say like sales, they are like wolf in the forest. If you take away food from wolf, you will have some problems, right? I don't want to have many problems in my life. <laughs> That's why we never change motivation in the beginning, but we always add uh, team motivation. Like, okay, if you as a team achieve 100% of your sales targets or more, you will get some team motivation, what it could be. Sometimes it's money. For example, like percent from your fix, because imagine you created a cross-functional team and you have sales, for example, me, and I have my percent from my uh, fixed seller, right? Or uh, I have my different motivation. But what if we add IT person or buyer? That's why it's the easiest way in my uh, practice. We just add percent from fix in the beginning. For example, if we achieve, everybody will receive five or 10% of their salary, for example, in the beginning. But I would say, and, and I told you about my background. I'm from sales. I love money. I will love money. And I loved money. But at the same time, I would say that money, it's not the biggest and the best uh, motivation around the world. It works in very short term, like if you increase sales, but it will be boring or people will have a, I don't know, bad communication with each other. It, it doesn't work. That's why we try to create not money motivation. Let me give you some examples. For example, if our team achieve their team goal, they can have some money, but those money they can spend by themselves. For example, I worked in one, like 5,000 people in brokers, huge broker organization. Have you ever seen brokers? It's just special people, let's call them like this. But what we did, we created team motivation. And the main idea was if they achieve, they will go to the United States, to New York uh, and have a special trip and meet different brokers. And they worked as a crazy people because they really want to achieve this goal. And this is one of type of not motivation team bonus. But the main idea to have common price, which they achieve together, and they will split together. This is very important. Wow. Yes, I do agree with you that working with sales bonuses is very tricky. As you said, you don't want the wolves to eat you. Exactly. But sometimes in that conversation, how do you convince people potentially to move into this new model with the team motivations, do you ever incur attrition? How do you not incur that much attrition in this transition to this new model? I would say that it will take time. And sometimes it's minimum one year to change mindset in sales department. I believe that coaching is a tool like real 
coaches in the organization, they help to change this mindset. That's why, for example, I help to grow different coaches. We use about 80% of coaching questions, deep questions, and help them retrospective by retrospectives to change their mindset. We use one-week sprints. Each week we have retrospectives where we explore. And I believe that retrospective is a key for organization to change uh, mindset. But it's not easy and it's not fast, yeah. But when people have fun, because, for example, developers and IT people, you guys have fun last 20 years almost. <laughs> we are from sales. We are like from different planet where we learn about what has been Google or Dropbox like five weeks ago. Okay. And for us, this Zoom world, uh, new world, it's completely different story. And this freedom, which you have before, we just get this freedom. To be honest, salespeople don't know what they should do with this freedom because before they were told exactly how many calls, how many meetings, you didn't need your brain now you have to use your brain like entrepreneur way because our VUCA world is crazy understood so you mentioned mindset you mentioned reward structures from individual and team and also reporting structures need to change processes yeah are there any other things that you need in order to spur this change towards agile sales for sure. For example, when we apply Sway, we always apply Slack for communication because to write email and wait three days, it just doesn't work anymore. But people continue to write emails and never read them and waiting something. I don't know. That's why we use Slack. We use, we apply Trello or Asana, like a board. Yes. And for sure, CRM system. Imagine salespeople, they don't like technologies very much. And when you say like, okay, guys, now you're going to use new CRM system, for example, or, and by the way, Slack and, hmm, and, and Asana, Trello. And by the way, let's use Dropbox. Their faces are a little unhappy in this moment. <laughs> and they just try to kill you in this moment. But they have no choice anymore, unfortunately. They have to use new technologies as well. Other way, for example, in IT departments, they communicate so quickly with each other in Slack. And our salespeople, they send emails to each other in a desk, which is near, you know? Wow. Actually, I think I also heard you, Marina, that you told us before about something about transparent salaries. So even how the salary structure and how it's actually done is different. Is that true? Can you maybe elaborate more on that? Yeah, this is advanced level, okay? I believe that in Agile Transformation, we have different levels, like in language, like basic, whatever, which levels we have. But this is advanced, and especially in the United States, it's difficult to make it happen, but it works. Let me explain what this means. This is ideal situation where everybody in the team, they know their salaries. They can understand their budget as a team and hire people by themselves. That's why sometimes we don't need HR. When we have a very good agile transformation, we don't need HR as a classic HR. And this is a different topic. Anyway, to come back to transparency about salaries, 
I believe, and I have several uh, case studies uh, in different areas where people knew their salaries. And they, as a startup, their job was to earn more money to increase their salaries. And they can, on retrospective, we had situation when people decided to say goodbye one person without managers, because this person was a little toxic and it was difficult for them to work with this person. One day in retrospective, they decided, I'm sorry, you're a great person, but we have to say goodbye. And at night, like at, uh, at 10 p.m., I had a call from head of HR and she told me, what you are doing? Are you kidding me? People will fire each other. What we're going to do is HR. It will be terrible and terrible and terrible. That's why it's not easy. That's why one more takeaway to start agile transformation. And even just if you decided to start in sales, involve HR from the beginning because this is huge changes and this department should be ready for all changes because they will work harder and harder because first of all, we're changing uh, um, mindset. And I would say not all people are ready to change mindset. That's why they will leave the company and uh, be ready in first year, you can lose about 30% of your people. And we had this experience several times and for HR, it was very painful. But the problem is to find right people with right mindset, with right values and right professional skills. And this is not easy. Yeah, that's why it's big changes for everybody. Wow. We will come back to the attrition rate and the hiring a little bit later on because I want to dig deeper, but a little later on. I want to go back to what you said about the goals. What are the goals? What goals do you set up for Agile sales team other than bonuses? And as you already mentioned, even for bonuses, they are different from traditional sales. So, you know, if you can perhaps yep. elaborate more on that. And then I know that you also mentioned uh, a, a little bit of example of the motivational goals, but if there are other motivational goals, we'd love to hear that as well. Yeah, we have a very good tool in Sway System, Sway Canvas. In Sway Canvas, we have visualization of all sales process. Let's talk a little about classic sales. Your job to sell, your job to make money, your job to make numbers for sure money. Sometimes it's calls, emails, meetings, but you have numbers, clear numbers, and this is your responsibility only. That's it. In our world, I believe that our uh, sales, they should think more open mind and to see big picture because, for example, what kind of goals do we have for sure money? Like, okay, sales plan goal is goal number one. The second goal, satisfaction of our customers. And by this goal, we inspire our salespeople to receive feedback and know exactly our customer needs and not just because really want to understand them and ask questions and deliver this information for other departments. That's why usually we have quantity and quality goals. For example, satisfaction of our customers. Sometimes we measure happiness of our customers. Sometimes we have goals like, okay, to use CRM system because sometimes salespeople, they're a little lazy to use CRM system. That's why we try to inspire them. 
one more example here, apply agile or have retrospectives. I mean, by different goals, you can inspire your team to do something more than just earn money and forget. Sometimes we have a goal to increase level of quality of communication between different departments. How we do that, for example, the goal to have nine from one to 10, like nine or eight minimum is a feedback from different department. And weekly they receive feedback from one to 10, how they communicated with the different department and different department give them a feedback. And this is one of the goals as well. It depends on business. For example, let me tell you interesting story because I'm lucky for the last seven years, I had a big experience to apply agile and sales in different organizations. And one of organization was healthcare. In this organization, the main goal for us, it was clinic where this clinic helped women to be pregnant. And our goal was, uh, we measured by numbers, percentage of women who were pregnant by this clinic. Imagine every single week when we had a retrospective or demo, with, we explore how many women were pregnant. And on the one hand, we make them happy for sure, right? We increase success of their pregnancy. But on the other hand, we believe that if they will be happy, they will recommend clinic to other women. That's why it was from sales perspective, but I was crying when I saw how we increase pregnancy and make women happy. Wow, that's a very powerful story. Yes, unfortunately, we're running out of time. So let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, Marina, for sharing with us how Agile in Sales operates. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting. That's all the time we have today. Next time, we'll pick up where we left off as we continue to explore Agile in Sales with Marina Alex. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening to our Agile Tales. Feel free to ping us on our agiletales.com.